You can record from this, correct, or no? See. Si. Cool. I'll be happy to facilitate it, so as long as you can. Hey, it looks like there he is. Oh. Hey well, he, you're a lot fuzzier than the last time I seen you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that happens. Oh, yeah. I, I, I broke down and brought clippers the other day, and my wife did it. She put a number. There's a, I, I tell the, the barber, two on the sides. So I had my and I I put the on my razor. So I blame my myself, not my wife. There's one spot on my head where I, I go, I look, I go, wait, she goes, it's really really close. I go, she shows me a mirror, I go, uh oh. <laughs> so I should have put a, I have to put a five on for the back of my head and not the not for the sides. So it's like there's a little strip here that, thank God, no one's gonna see me for quite some time. So. Yeah, that's uh, I, I wouldn't. I I mean, I love my wife to death, but I'm not trusting her with that. Well, you gentlemen have that. Uh, I guess that option. Uh, I do not. <laughs> that looks like an impression collection of PS4 games. I see. Oh well, that's actually Blu-ray. The PS4 stuff are down on the ground. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I I'm getting Doom for Father's Day. I found out. I've heard that's great. Uh, what? On Windows the new 95? Doom. The new Doom. Oh. <laughs> Thought you were talking about Windows 95. <laughs> yeah, it was me. I, I was hanging outside of a uh, Nobody Beats the Wiz and looking to get a new system, and uh, Windows 95 was it. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how I feel about the new Doom or whatever. It's just a lot. It, I seem like video of it, and it's just, it seems like a lot's going on. Yeah. That I'm gonna get the uh, old you know, they just Aliens has a game. I was like, ah, what the hell? Let's get that. It's like thirty bucks. So, but I was playing baseball now, and um, I guess Call of Duty. Yeah, that, that's been my bread and butter. Call of Duty. I'm trying to get all the weapons gold. Do you buy the packs or no? Hell to the no. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I was gonna say that's for dum dums. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie. I did. Um, I bought one season pass, but there's a trick to that though. Every time the season pass starts over, it's only a thousand uh, uh, CP or whatever, the little coins or whatever. If you don't buy sure. shit with your virtual coins or whatever, that one time purchase will just last you every time. It'll just roll over every time. <laughs> oh, really? I've never paid for any kind of add ons. I only, unless it's like a book, a new character in like the Mortal Kombat games or a. A new kind of addition to the game. I don't buy on for those like packs and shit like that. Nope, not at all. I already got my money once. We're not going to do that again. Well, that's what it was for me. It was the one-time deal or whatever. Because otherwise, it was just like I was grinding and grinding, and nothing wasn't happening. You didn't. You don't get no rewards unless you have a season pass. I mean, you get like the free stuff. It'll say free. Then you can get that. But anything else on the little thing, you don't get that. So I was like, well, fuck it. I play this enough. You know, I buy it once. And then once I find out that the shit roll over, if you don't spend your money, I mean, shit, I only had to pay for it once. And every season pass that come out, I can get it for free. <laughs> well, that's good fucking thinking on your part then. All right. But everybody be like, oh, man, that uh, M4 got an eagle on it, baby. I got to have that, cur- that purple <laughs> one. <laughs> 
And it does. You know, you got to get into. I don't know if you're new or not, but Far Cry. The Far Cry games are fucking bonkers. I love them. Like Far Cry three, four, and five are some of the best games since Grand Theft Auto five. I think the last one I played was two. Two. Get get on board. Three. I think is for three, but four and five, and this new one. I think it's called Far Dawn or something like that. It's fucking great. Very well. All right. So. The other Kevin is just like, I'm just going to sit here and stroke my beard while you talk about things I don't care about. Yeah, I, st- I stopped playing uh, video games at PS3. I, I feel old saying it, but it just they just got too fucking complicated for me. I understand. I mean, they got the button like, mash. I, watch, like I, I, I watched actually all the theatrics of the DC versus Mortal Kombat. Yes. Somebody just loaded them up on YouTube, and I was like, that's all I wanted to see. Like, I don't want to, I actually didn't want to play the game. I just wanted to see the cool shit. Exactly. <laughs> With, with, it's fine. Yes, it's fine. With those games yeah. and injustice and all that, that's the only reason I play those. Just because they make bomb ass stories better than all the goddamn movies they ever made. Right, right. Well, and that and that one that I watched, I, I guess it was uh, Justice, um, Injustice, something or other. I don't remember. Yeah, one. There's two of them. Mm-hmm. But the theatrics, and they worked in some of the fighting to actually make it kind of look cool. Uh, I think the whole thing was like an hour and a half long. Yeah. And I sat and watched it one day. I had nothing to do. And I was like, yeah, this is this is actually the movie they should have made. This is much better than anything. The, Mortal, Co- the Mortal Kombat movie wasn't bad. I li- in fact, I own it. I like it. Yes, I like I it. it. Street Fighter was fucking Wait. awful. The, the Mortal Kombat, the 90s Mortal Kombat? The first Mortal the first Kombat. One. The second Mortal Kombat film was terrible. The second film Bro, was trash. Go, the first back, was good. go back and watch Mortal Kombat again. See, with we, we Christopher just, Lambert as Raiden. I mean, I mean, he was he was the he was the shining light in it. But holy shit, that movie's bad. And even in whatever the 94, 95, whenever that came out, yeah, that those special effects were terrible. I remember thinking those special effects looked like something you would have seen on Channel Eleven in the morning for like a kids show. <laughs> oh, the the Scholastics uh, school presentation yeah. that they do. On- yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, yeah. Hey, man, it was what it was. I mean, I, as he said, I have it in my collection up here, along with Annihilation, which was the garbage. And um, I, I saw that in that came out when I was in college, and no one wanted to see that with me, so I had to drag my fucking then girlfriend to go, and she hated me for a good forty five minutes after that, but I hated myself for a good two weeks after that one. <laughs> but uh, what? That- did- what they did yeah. was good. They did a web series called Mortal Kombat Legacy. Saw it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I didn't see season two. I have it here on the shelf, but I never watched it because I, I, I'm a hoarder. And um, yeah, it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, they're doing like another, either like a new series and or another film. Yeah, they're doing another film. They already got mm-hmm. most of the cast figured out. Um, uh, I'll give that a, a whirly whirl, but I think the new games are so much more complex than they should be. Like the, I think that like Mortal Kombat three is is the best Mortal Kombat of them all, and after that it just gets ludicrous, yeah. fun but still too much. I know ludicrous. It'd be telling you move, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> I got different hoes and area codes like Sonya. Exactly. I worked in an arcade when Mortal Kombat first came out. Oh, my God. What? How do I not know that you worked in an arcade? Uh, I worked in an arcade for four years. Oh, uh, my God. Did you have to pay them? Yeah. yeah. Well, so I became a Street Fighter II 
fucking champion. I was almost going to go to like a tournament. I played so much Street Fighter 2. I had to I probably spent half of what I made that summer playing Street Fighter 2. And then Mortal Kombat came out and everybody was like, this is so much better than Street Fighter 2. And I was such a Street Fighter 2 purist. I was like, this game sucks. It's not even like because the animation was like real people, but yeah, you yeah. were sort of, you know, and I was like, does it, it's, you, it's not even as smooth. And like, I was so against Mortal Kombat when it first came out because I love Street Fighter 2 so much. I, I refuse to like give up that ghost. I won a tournament at 13 in our local arcade in Street Fighter 2. Did you really? I did. Ken, that's my guy. So my, my, my favorite Street Fighter 2 story when uh, so it must have been it must have been freshman year of high school. My friends took me to whatever store had Street Fighter 2 in it. And I'd never seen the video game before. I wasn't really a big video game per kid at that point. And they were like, come on, let's, you know, let's play. It's a fighting game. And they just beat me. And there were, there were just lines of kids waiting to play Street Fighter 2. Like it was just the only thing to do in the store. And the couple times I played, they just beat my ass and they were all like, they were, you know, they laughed at me or whatever. And so that's why I got the job at the arcade that oh, summer. Cause I go down, to my, folks, my folks had a beach house down in uh, down Long Beach Island. And so I went down there. I got a job. Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island is exactly. I had a house there. We still have it. Well, my wife and I and the kid get the house there too. But my buddies and I had a house in Ship Bottom for years behind the old hand store. Oh, uh, really? Box from, uh, from Joe Pops. So, yeah. I, and it's I funny. In, I, I still go to cat. Fantasy Island and play games. But with, with my, my buddies, they would love, if it rained, we'd go down there and play. And I would, my, they would love me kicking the shit out of 10-year-old kids in, like, Marvel versus Street Fighter. <laughs> that was in like the late 90s, early 2000s. But, yeah, now now they have, like, two games there. It's all, like, t ticket games and shit there now. Yeah. It's all, and it, they have, like, the, a couple driving games. It's no, nowhere near what it used to be. Well, so arcade games aren't what they use, because now, now you have it at home. Mm -hmm. You can do better at home than you can with a video, with an arcade game. All right. Right, so, and there's no more money into it anymore. Yeah, there's so, there's nowhere, you know, so, right. So yeah, I, I got. I, I, grew, I, like, I grew up down there. I spent the better part of my teenage years down there. Yeah, so, so I got, I love I got, I got so three fun. things. I got three things from for your stories here. So when I was batting around in the arcades and whatnot cashing in my dollars for brown tokens and whatnot um they had this little boy there and you can ask anybody from my town and whatnot nobody know who the hell he is we just it was just like this young kid he could have been anywhere from ranging uh seven to ten and he would always be in the arcade and he had a cowboy hat Little, little black kid with an afro and a cowboy hat. <laughs> and his mom would just stand in the corner with a bag full of uh, tokens while he played all the fighting games. Killer Instinct. Mortal Kombat. Yes. Killer Instinct. All those games. And he knew everything. And he would proceed to whip everybody's ass in arcade. This 7 to 10 year old boy in a cowboy hat. And oh, wow. nobody knows who this kid is. And to this day, nobody know where he is right now. And I was just like, "Wow!" Did you ever whip? It? Did you, ever, you ever whip his ass? You ever catch him? No, I, I I've I've put my coin up there on the next mm -hmm. slot, and I stood in line to get my ass procedurally whipped by a seven year old or ten year old, anywhere in that range. <laughs> Damn. And yeah, um, there was always one like that too, like one guy who just would run rough shot. But the funny thing, the kid's mom would just stand there. I guess she had the kid every other two weeks for the visitation rights. Maybe. And then um, second, <laughs> and that was like his day out was fucking hanging out playing games, and she had to do it because I don't know. 
late on her payments? I don't know. Who knows? And and secondly, to the Street Fighter conversation, when Super Nintendo first came out, Street Fighter Two was the only game that released with it. And this, and it's crazy to say, because what the console and the game was like a hundred and like two hundred something dollars. And I was like, two hundred bucks. I saved my money as a paper out guy to get Super Nintendo. So you're exactly right. Yeah. So it was some astronomical price for that time. And my mom got it for me. But, but the thing was, is like every system that came out, I had to get rid of the old one. So I sold my Nintendo so I can get the Super Nintendo and all the other shit. So I got Street Fighter, paid all this crazy ass money for this system. And I had the instruction book because games came with instruction books. So I memorized sure. all the moves in the instruction book. I took it to school with me. During lunch, I would go to the <laughs> table and I would look at the instruction book. I'd take it with me in the bathroom and I took a shit. I would study. So my older brother, which is way older than me, all my siblings are way older than me because my parents had me late. And you were the oopsie. Yes. Well, I found out many years later I wasn't the oopsie. She actually wanted another kid at 40. Oh. So... <laughs> That was a shock to me too. But um my brother came over, he playing the game, you know, grown ass man, you know, a career in the army, and here I am, I think, in elementary school and shit, you know, going into middle school. So that's the age gap. And um I'm whipping his ass, doing all the moves and shit. And he's like, uh, how are you doing that? And I was like, I, I memorized it. I read the instructions. He's like, what instruction book at? Oh, I gave it away, which I did. I gave it away to somebody at school because I didn't need the shit. I was that proficient in Street Fighter at the time. And he said me giving away something that they paid 200 some more dollars for. He thought I gave away the goddamn console. He weighs a big ass <laughs> think about it. Told my mom, and she's like, what? And whipped my ass from one side of the room to the other side of the room over a goddamn instruction book. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I took all the moves. Was it GameSpot or Electronic Game Monthly? I got both of those fucking magazines. Uh, and they they always printed out the moves. And I yep. tore that shit out and studied the fuck out. Just like you, just like Kevin did, I'm sure. And just studied the shit out of it. And, and you're right, just went out and did that. But one other video game story. I for My first game I played, I was almost four. And my dad will fucking verify this story because he loves to tell it. We were, we were moving here to Jersey. We, we stayed at a hotel just you know, on the way. And in the hotel lobby, they had Space Invaders. And the first time I played my dad in video games, I never played a game before in my life. I beat him in Space Invaders. That's the story I was told before I turned four years old. I got, he goes, and my dad goes, how the fuck does a four-year-old beat me, almost four-year-old, beat me in a game? I could never – he's four. I'm not even four yet. How did he beat me? In, you were a savant. Mm-hmm. What's that? You were a savant. I guess. I mean, it's... Goddamn Rain Greg, Man. Greg loves telling that story to everybody. My son beat me in fucking Space Invaders. He was almost four, for Christ's sake. But. I had a Sega Genesis, and my freshman year of uh, of college, we would just rent out, because you could you, you, they rented out games at uh, video stores, and you could, right. we'd, every, every week we'd rent out a different game and just play it all week and get bored of it and return it. And so we rented out Mortal Kombat, and my roommate, so we put... We, the, the, the whole scene was reversed, and my roommate... Never played video games. And my one buddy and I just torched him for a weekend playing this playing Mortal Kombat. Like every now and then we would just be like, Mike, come in, we want to play you again. He'd come in and we'd kick his ass and laugh at him and then he'd leave. <laughs> and so that Monday, you know, we had classes, or whatever, came back in the afternoon and uh and my buddy and I were playing 
And my roommate comes in and is like, oh, uh, can I play? And we're like, you sure you want to play? He's like, yeah. He starts playing with us. He beats the shit out of us. 10 for 10 games, just destroys us. Plays with like five different characters. We're like, what the fuck happened? He's like, I downloaded all the moves online and I skipped all my classes today. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> See, that's the best part. That's, it's the revenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We all want to be in that movie. Hell yeah. The uh, wizard? <laughs> the, um, the, <laughs> that film is we didn't terrible. Want to be Savage. Yeah, that film is terrible. But I remember when it came out, I was like, they got Super Mario 3 in this movie. And he had the glove. Oh, yeah. The power glove. Yeah, he's the only one ever you. I think I knew one kid who had the power glove, and that was and that was useless. Him and Freddy Krueger and Fred Savage are the only three people I know to have that power glove. <laughs> which, was, which was more useless, that glove or the, the little robot, robot originally came? <laughs> for, for one bonus point, what was that robot's name? Oh, I don't remember. And I'm sure it had something to do with NES. Rob. Was it Rob? Yeah. yeah. He, he is Wasn't a... it only good for one game? Gy- was it gyroscope? Yeah, he could yeah. drop the thing in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He... I didn't get I didn't I got Nintendo later, so I didn't get gyroscope or with Duck Hunt. I had to get Duck Hunt separately. Yeah. So but yeah. And, and that was in their fucking way. Oh, and the pad. Remember the pad, the uh that you put in your the, feet? The power like, pad, you, yes. You Never had that. I don't know anybody who had that one. Me. No. I had it. You did? <laughs> yes. How many games? How many games could you play on that one? You could play the aerobics game. You could play track and field, and um, that was that was that was pretty much beyond the only um, thing I ever played was the track and field because they had an aerobics game on there. But all I did was plug the gun in and I shoot the game and it would glitch the fuck out and have a seizure <laughs> and shit. I but, like how they had an aerobics game, or you could just go out and do aerobics. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But damn. <laughs> to speak about arcades and everything right down the road from our house there's a place called game preserve and they got all the arcade games in there they got the old school ninja turtle game they got like old school galactica uh, donkey ninja, kong ninja turtles are the simpsons they got, well, no they had two ninja, they had two ninja turtle games the regular one and turtles in time yeah they got all um, right right yeah they got all, they got that too they got the simpsons they got the x-men game yeah, that was so badass. Except oh, for if you had to be, Daz- had to be Dazzler, that was the worst character to be. The only or Cyclops thing- sucked too, actually, in that. The Cyclops o- and, and Dazzler both sucked. The only thing they did not have in there, which I was kind of upset about, was Time Crisis. That's my shit. Oh, that's a good one. Was Time Crisis a shooter? Yeah, it yes. was the one where you had to step yeah, on the pedal. Oh, and you had to sh- you shot like dinosaurs and shit, right? No, 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 no. no. You shot like you're a cop. Yeah, you had to step oh, on the pedal. Right. Yeah, 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 yep, yep. That game was fucking hard. Oh no, nah, man! You, you you just played enough. It, it was I was the guy. I was the little kid in the cowboy hat for that game. <laughs> my my favorite game as a kid was Gauntlet. Who were you? I was a magician. I was always the warrior. Yeah. Red warrior needs food badly. <laughs> <laughs> the elf's the, the, the Valkyrie was pretty good. Uh, the elf was useless, but I like the the uh, the wizard because his magic was fucking great. And I hope you're recording this. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, I, I've, I've been recording this here. the whole time. I was gonna go through a whole spill and everything, but I just kind of, I just let it go. <laughs> Word. Uh, so, how, the game how, when I get when we buy a house, I tell my wife the first fucking thing I buy is a sit down spy hunter. Oh man. Oh man, I love that game. Fuck yeah, I fucking love that game. Who doesn't? And that, and you know what? And like it, 
the driving games came so far since Spy Hunter. That game did nothing as far as sitting down other than you just sat down. Yeah. Because it wasn't like you were in the car. It didn't move. You got no experience from it. You were just sitting and looking over the, the top of the car. And you had the speakers right by your ears. So you hear right. dun, 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 dun. Just all I wanted, which is all I wanted. I think they make it They make a game, an app game for the phone, and I downloaded it because I was like, every now and then I'll think of a game that I love, and I'll be like, I got to play this. And it just wasn't the same. Like, it's not the same no. experience. Because, I mean, wasn't you're, so, you're so used to what you have now and how advanced it is and everything. Just to go back, because um, my shit was a, a game on Sega called Gunstar Heroes. And everything, and it was just, wow. I do not remember that. No, yeah. I was a Nintendo guy. I didn't have Sega. Yeah, well, I I had them all because I was a spoiled little little child. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> and um, it was a side scrolling. Um, is what's that? It was a old. It, the only thing that I can akin it to is um, is a is a spaceship game with uh, R type. You ever played that? Yeah, I had yeah Super Nintendo. I have it. Yeah, R type where you know you had to ship and everything. You get the little things and you'll change your laser pattern and everything. So that's a dope game. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Gunstar Heroes was like that, but you had a person instead of a spaceship. So you can jump up and down and shoot at enemies, and you can get these little power ups to where you get all these different kinds of uh, weapons, and it'll shoot all kind of different streams and patterns and all kind of crazy shit like that. And I love that game to death. That and Sunset Riders, which was the cowboy game. One. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, man, you're man. going, you're digging deep. Man, look it up when you get the time. Sunset Riders, you you was uh, it was a western. You were cowboys and stuff, and they had like oh, that, that's another side scroller, right? Yeah, yeah. It, you was yeah, like I remember that one. That was in the arcades. Yeah. I do remember that now. It was either two or three different cowboys or whatever, and you just had to beat the bosses and everything. You running across trains and shit and all kinds yep. of. Other. Western like things. My my brother in law visited this weekend and he brought his Nintendo Switch. I love that and, thing. And yeah, I mean, I I never really played it, but he was. We played a couple of just weird games, and then I was, and then he's like, you know, this has all of the classic Nintendo games on. So I was like, you're fucking kidding. And he's like, no, no, no. And we started going through, and I I must have played six or seven different old games, mm. and not one of them could keep my attention for more than five minutes. No. No. I played Super. I was like, I got Super Mario Brothers was like one of the, the was the first video game I played on Nintendo, like I think most Same. people. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it so fondly. And I played it for five minutes, and I was like, this is fucking boring. And then we tried, I, and then we tried uh, Mario Kart. I loved Mario Kart, but I must have the first Mario Kart I played must have been for the Super Nintendo, and he he had it for Nintendo, hmm. and I never played that. Yeah, that neither. was horrible. <laughs> it was so <laughs> bad. I have the uh, NES, really the mini NES Classic, and the Super Nintendo Classic, and I hacked them. This Nintendo Classic, I have seven, six hundred, six or seven hundred worth of games on that shit. I have barely scratched that surface. The Super Nintendo, I have like hundred and fifty. Some of them, are like, yeah, this is good. Some of them, are like, no, this is not good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I got to go through, but some of them, but some didn't, didn't download. Some of the wrestling games were fun. Yeah. Some, but the, the hard, one of the hardest games I remember was Ninja Turtles. The regular, the, yeah. the Nintendo Ninja Turtles. NES was so fucking hard. But if you, since you can save it and go along, it's a lot easier if you can save and go along mm-hmm. as opposed to have to beat it straight through. Well, that, that. And that was the thing he was like he said about Super Mario Brothers. He's like, oh, you know, you can, there are save points you can save. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bullshit. That's not Super Mario Brothers then. The point of Super Mario Brothers is where you go and go and go and die, and then you have to go all the way back to the beginning. Yeah, that's what made Super Mario great. Like Contra. Contra was one of the hardest games. I loved it, 
But if if something touched you, you died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No oh yeah. You get no on. You get fucking. You're dead. <laughs> yeah. Like with the uh, Mario thing, the saving grace for that was um, you could do the um, the warp and everything. Right. You go all right. the way up to the top of a what one two, then you can go down. You can skip to level three. Then you go in there, and I forget where you go for the next one. You can skip all the way to level eight, and then you just yep. beat the game that way. Yeah. You know what? Uh, the two hardest games I remember for Nintendo, Castlevania 3, I beat one fucking time. And that's when you took pictures of it and you sent it to Nintendo Power in hopes of getting published. <laughs> and Ninja and Ninja Gaiden 2. Ninja Never. Gaiden, fucking, Ninja Gaiden two 1 was hard. fucking hard. Never did it. <laughs> Never did it. You never beat it? No. Oh, it's hard. I beat it once, and I, I'll never forget. I was so happy. I took a picture. I'm like, yeah! Send Nintendo back. That thing was fucking hard. Oh. And I, mean, I probably still have permanent indentations in my left thumb from that control pad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Goddamn. Um, what was another one? Uh, Double Dragon? Yes. Double Dragon was, one of the, I think, one of the first games that you could play coordinated with somebody else. Yeah. That was that was like a really cool. I still love games that you can play with somebody else, not necessarily like against them. I think, and I mean, a lot of the first person shooters are that now. The, but we always looked. My buddies and I always looked for games that you could, you know, play two, three, four people together. That that was always the best. Two nights ago, right. um, me and uh, the the two the two kids, uh, the the seventeen year old and nine year old, we sat up in my room and for three hours we played the new Streets of Rage four. That they just oh, everyone's ranting and raving about that. Is it good? Yeah, it, it's it's fun. You know, it's it's real nostalgic for me because uh, they brought back a couple of the older characters in there, and they probably got some more stuff that you can unlock. They got a lot of nods to the old game while you play through and whatnot. But like for the kids or whatever, they was just like this. It was the shit, you know. And that's what I was gonna ask because I know you got a kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got all this technology and all this other high-grade shit and whatnot. Because here I am. I'm sitting with my nine-year-old. And I go back in this vast DVD collection. And I pull up a movie that I enjoyed when I was, you know, younger. And I was like, here, let's sit down and watch this. And they're like, okay. And she watching it. And she's like, that CGI is crap. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I, I, she's like, I can see the green screen. And she knows she knows what's in the Kool-Aid. She knows what's in the in the, in the food. She knows what she's talking about. And what was because- the one film, was it Titanic? We were just openly calling out the green screen shit. Where yeah. it was just like, so again, the, it's 95. It, just, it was just huge mats. Mm-hmm. Where the, where the, in the beginning of Titanic, when they show the boat, mm-hmm. yeah, like running, and it's just like that's clearly it's beautiful, but it's clearly a giant painting of a boat. Yeah, it's crazy because yeah. like the kids that she it, watch on YouTube do better green screen than a lot of these older movies that we were watching thought was the shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even Christ, look at Jurassic Park. That still has its uh, its holes, even though again at the time it was revolutionary. But now you're like, oh okay, yeah, mm-hmm. still good, but. Yeah. Holes. Is he in that? There's still the video game. I mean, video games have become a huge, far, far away. But there's the you're still not getting theatric quality gameplay. Mm-hmm. It's getting close. Oh yeah, it's getting it's there. there. I'm going through the rigmarole right now of uh, building a computer and getting like a, a a monitor for it and whatnot. And I've been sat here half of the evening. Looking at uh freaking YouTube videos on about why I should get this monitor or this monitor and this monitor, and I'm like, God damn, I just want a goddamn monitor for this computer. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
just put on Facebook and ask, ask people, what should I get? And I, that usually answers a lot of questions for me. Or, uh, hey, I'm going to get a new Mac. What do you think? Or whatever. Yeah, no. Yeah, but you know what? When you're friends with comics, like, you know, oh, I yeah. have 4,800, however many friends on Facebook, and probably two-thirds of them are co- other comics. And when you, no matter how genuine you ask, like, guys, listen, I just really need to know. I'd say 70 to 80% of the responses are just going to be dickhead, trying to be funny, fucking use. And, you know, once I asked, what did I need? I think I was getting a barbecue and I wanted to find out the best barbecue to get. And I genuinely wanted opinions about barbecues. And I must have got 80 responses and I had to sift through them to find three useful responses yes. and everybody else is what are you gonna light your ass on fire uh, come over here i'll barbecue you like it's like, just fucking just answer my question get a buy get a get a weber otherwise you're a faggot <laughs> and that's what i got and that's what i got a weber. <laughs> i don't know anything about grills so i just pulled that out of my ass <laughs> Shit. well um like i'm saying these kids now are born with all this high-end shit and for them to go back and like look at those things, they they'll pick it apart. But at the same time, in respect to video games, you know, as I said, they they got all this high end shit. But when we went back and played that Streets of Rage game and a lot of the um, older titles and whatnot, because she got a Switch as well, so she's been playing Super Nintendo games and Nintendo games. She enjoyed the shit out of that stuff. I was like, that's crazy. You know, I mean, I'd still probably enjoy playing an Atari game. Word. If you- if you threw up combat or uh, pitfall, yeah, oh, pitfall Frogger. I mean, they'd, they'd still be fun. You know, you can still you can still appreciate it, and they made them challenging. My the good nine, ones, anyway. My nine year old lost her shit when we went to Walmart the other day because she seen a handheld of the Oregon Trail. Oh my God! Really? What? She's like, "What is this? Can I have this?" <laughs> I was like. And I don't I'm real critical about anything that you want to buy because, you know, I'm just like, hey, I know what's going to happen. You're going to get this. You're going to play with it for three days. It's going to wind up in the corner and your mama going to throw it out. So I ain't going to waste my goddamn money for your mama to throw your shit away. So she pulled up this thing, the Oregon Trail. I was like, I know what that is. You need to experience this. And she's just daggone in the room for hours. She's like, God damn it. I died of dysentery. Shit. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. They had that on an Apple IIe computer. And my dad also had an Apple IIe in our school. So we, we got to rotate playing around Oregon Trail. Uh, God, that was like what, third grade, fourth grade, something like that. For I, us. Never got, I never played Oregon Trail. Everybody talked really? about I never played it. The first computer game I remember playing was called Pirates. What? And mm-hmm. and I it they had they actually have it for uh, on the phone now. And you were you were just a ship. It was like three steps up from Oregon Trail because there was some graphics, and you were just a ship floating around in the Caribbean back in you know the the, the Caribbean 1600s. ages. <laughs> and uh, your your point was to build up a crew and get better ships. And then like get gold and you tried trading stuff and it was it was a really, really fun game that you that took a little strategy and I was obsessed with that game. I played it and I had the floppy that it was a it was a yeah. five and a half inch disc. Oh my and, god. Yeah, oh man. I played the shit out of that was one of those games that my like mom would come into like the room where we had the computer at like ten o'clock at night and be like, I'm unplugging the computer. You need to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a computer like that too that took the floppies. And the only games that we had on there at the house was um, Family Feud <laughs> and Wheel of Fortune. 
Oh my god. They had a they had a spy hunter for the Apple II and my fucking nerd alert. My band teacher had it, and, he, and I, I guess you heard us talking about it. And we, I took private lessons and all that. And he's like, "Yeah, I have Spy Hunter." I go, "Stop it!" And he goes, "Okay, next lesson. If you you know you do your come over to my house, gave you some candy. You can play exactly. Hey, you and, want and some he candy? Copied it. Boom. Had it on the Apple II and heaven. Did you have a different strokes moment? I was not in a bike shop, I said. I was in the a band. very special different strokes. <laughs> Mr. Conover did not touch my penis. Right? Yeah. That, Cliff that was Conover was a nice so. man. <laughs> that was your strokes. <laughs> hey oh. Do you know I can vividly remember watching that with my parents and then having to have like a conversation about it afterwards? <laughs> oh, my God. That must have nice been like, hmm, let's get some ice cream, guys. <laughs> It'd be like those, um, the now you know breaks at the end of the G.I. Joe cartoons and shit. <laughs> now you know, and knowing's half the battle. I just the only one of those, the other day. The only one of those I specifically remember was not getting into a refrigerator if you find one like in an, in an empty lot because you could oh, get trapped good. in it. <laughs> that's the only one I remember. I remember, and, I, and I've watched, you have to go and find it on, was it Retro Junk or some shit where they do like over VOs oh, of that so and they talk terrible. shit. <laughs> But I remember the, the one I remember specifically was where there was a down power line and roadblock came with these long ass clippers and kind of moved it out of the way and said, don't touch a power line. But it's even funnier with the kid. He's like, man, you'd be dead in a fried chicken. You pick this up. There's some shit like that. He was just, <laughs> but all those over VOs are hilarious. It's it's uh, it's good stuff. <laughs> man, the hell. Yeah, they had one of them. They made one of the guys sound like um that coach off a of water boy and shit. You like, bah, 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 boom, 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 boom. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fun. If you ever want to watch one of the funniest, uh, dubbings, there's a, uh, it's Ramadan, Charlie Brown. Oh no. no. <laughs> and it's, it's a, it's, it's, I think it's a, 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 a mishmash of the, one of the Christmas special Charlie Browns and it's filthy and fucking hysterical. I watch it. I watch it like right around every Christmas, just because I don't know why I, I associate it with Christmas, but it's amazing and it's just, it's filthy. And at some point, um, uh, not Peppermint Patty. Uh, who's Peppermint Patty's little friend with the glasses? Oh, uh, god damn it! I know who you're talking about. The one that I always call her Sir Lucy. No, Lucy didn't have glasses. Lucy was the dark-haired girl. I fucking hate peanuts with a burning passion. One of the most unfunny things in the entire uh, history of mankind. You're a broken man. You don't you you don't like things that are funny. That's that's your problem. You never laughed at that show. You don't like you don't like America is your problem. I love America. I just have a higher bar for shit. That you might as well put that in the same bar as Larry the Cable Guy. That's about as funny as that shit. Uh, It wasn't just supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be poignant. I don't want poignant with cartoons. I want to laugh or see shit blow up. That's what I, I want. I want cartoons. funny, and I want someone to touch my dick. That's <laughs> what I want out of my comics. Marcy was Looney Tunes or Transformers G.I. Joe? Let's go. Oh, man. Yes, you weren't a Calvin and Hobbes guy either. I love Calvin and Hobbes. They were funny. That that was funny. They were I still in the far side. Those are the best two comics ever. Everybody thinks far side's funny. Well, well there you go. Was doesn't mean it's not because I no, it's funny. Yeah, funny. <laughs> okay. I, 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 I just like Heathcliff over Garfield. Oh, I, I, those are fighting <laughs> words. Yeah, Heathcliff. I, I never got into Heathcliff. I watched the cartoon, and I just never yeah. got into Heathcliff. I tried. Heathcliff, and then there was like, yeah. there was his band it, it, of friends. 
Yeah, Heathcliff was like the fucking GoBots to Garfield, who was yeah. the Transformers. Nah, the fucking But GoBots. see, that was the thing, though, because on the Heathcliff cartoon, I think it, it was like, well, I can remember watching it. I could be wrong. But it was two shows. It was Heathcliff, yeah. and then they had the other cats that was like. His friends, the, yeah. Yeah. So I, when I, the main one had a hat on. Yeah, yeah, him, 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 they yeah. Lived in a, they lived in a junkyard. Exactly. That's yeah. I, I like them more than I like Heathcliff. <laughs> Yeah, which yeah. which which should then shoot off your argument that Heathcliff was better than Garfield. Well, right. the show was better because it had more content that I enjoyed. So there, by proxy, it was better than and, Garfield. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Garfield was Bill Murray, so that immediately wins. Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right, I'll let that slide because of Zombieland 2. <laughs> Zombieland 2, I, re- I actually watched it the other day. That film fucking sucks. I'm sorry. I like Zombieland 1. That's why I watched it. But Zombieland 2... The last the, the credit scene where they where they do have Bill Murray. I never Good. saw it. That's it. Oh no, we won't tell you, but he's there in the end credits. You should just enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> I did, and then that was the only good part. And other than that, it's uh Nobody I no. that movie Zombieland One ended and I wasn't like, you know what, I need another one of these. Zombieland One was okay. Yes. Yeah. It was good enough. Is, is but one then of it the... wasn't I wasn't like, oh man, I need to see yeah. more of what happens with these guys. Yeah, it's just one of those things to where they made a, a decent movie and you just leave it at that. <laughs> a very sexy Emma Stone in it. Mm-hmm. Those two words should never go together. <laughs> Emma Stone and sexy, you son of a bitch. You know that's my trigger point. Well, he did it on purpose. <laughs> that's, of course uh, he did. that's Kevin's safe, safe work. <laughs> I call her the retarded Beverly D'Angelo. Ooh, okay. Without the tits. Very Kevin, well. and I, Kevin and I ruthlessly agree on about seventy-five percent of the things. Yes, we just completely diverge on the other twenty-five percent. <laughs> like we're two people from different planets. So I mean, very much so. W- w- with that being said, or whatever, I mean, how did the, how did the Kevins become one? How did you form Voltron and the gutting the sacred first cow? of all, Voltron, another <laughs> JV cartoon, Transformers, oh, oh, oh. far oh, superior oh, to Voltron. Well, gutting the sacred cow just ended. Oh, there yeah, it is. right. <laughs> By the way, before I, I want to answer your question, I'm, I'm going to tell Kevin this because I'm going to forget. When I was on with Kumia today, he also said Independence Day is a glorious piece of shit, but he enjoys it. Yeah, yeah, I like that. There you go. There you go. Anyway, how do we form? I've Kevin and I have been Facebook friends for a while. We we ran to each other at a at a at a gig. We you know we're, we're hanging out. Shit, what was that? Four or five years ago, and yeah, then yeah. we just keep it up on Facebook here and there. You know, if I post something about films, he'll jump in once in a bit and vice versa. And then I had this idea for gutting the sacred cow. And I said, I need a co-host and just people watching the comments roll in. And when he jumped on there, I just it, it sounds so gay, but I just knew. Like I knew, like, you know what, that's the perfect yin and yang right there. Because like he'd said before, it's 75-25 with us. We're very alike in a yeah. lot of ways and a lot of opinions. But that 25%, holy shit, we are opposed. <laughs> and it's good. And, and again, with, with podcasts, you know this. It's just, it takes a lot of work. And yes. you know, if I were to grab a co-host who was like younger, maybe a millennial, they're going to not do as much where it's like we're both in corporate America. We both know what it takes to get shit done. And you know, we, we do it. And there's no like, hemming and hawing about it. We know this takes time and investing and all that shit. So I said, this guy, is, he's going to be a good partner. And my gut's been as right as rain. And that's how... We started now. Shit, what's uh, October? So that makes yeah. it eight months ago. So I, uh, so I, I remember go... very vividly. I was I was having an especially shitty day at work. Oh, okay. And I was like, and and walking the line between, and you know, Kev knows this too. Walking the line between, we have legit jobs. Like we have yeah. real 
careers. And then I've been doing stand-up comedy for 20 years. And I, you know, I worked I almost every weekend. I, I'm out there on the road somewhere. And it's it's a slog. And it's it, especially now, more recently, it, it, since I got married and now I have a house, like it just started to take its toll on me. And it's a it's a just a hard life to live. And I've talked to a lot of the a lot of full professional guys who, you know, they make their whole living at this. And it's it's really, really difficult to walk that line. So just this one day I was having a shitty day at work. I was frustrated with comedy. And he threw that up there and I was like, this is it. This is it. This is this needs to happen. And I posted it. And like six minutes later, he called me. And we just started talking. I was just immediately like, because I've I've done a number of different podcasts. Kev has done a number of yeah. different podcasts. Mm-hmm. We've all had varying success with it. Um, but I, I, I haven't done one in since the other than this. I probably haven't done a podcast in about a year and a half. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do one unless something comes along that, number one, I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. Number two, it's somebody I want to work with. And number three, the topic, it, it's got a point. It's got to have a, a meaning. Like, and I'm not saying that this has a, like a deep meaning, but it's Kevin <laughs> and I talk about it all the time. Like, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of podcasts of just a bunch of guys sitting around bullshitting, yes. and and some of them work, some of them don't. But I wanted, I if I did something, I wanted it to have you know a focus. And the minute he posted this up, I was like, that's it. That's I love talking about movies, but I did. There are tons of movie review podcasts out there that just yeah rehash the same shit over and over again and talk about new movie. Anybody can just go fucking see a new movie and sit down and talk about it. Like, and why is my opinion better than anybody else's, but talking about older movies that people love and argue, because we've all argued about movies. That's the beauty of it. We've, we've done all so argued <laughs> about great movies. And, you know, we always say, we, you know, we say gutting the sacred cow that, you know, for every great movie, there's somebody who hates it. Right. And we've all had that encounter. And now we have a, there's a podcast about it, and I think when people listen, they get it because we you know we've gotten responses from people that are like, ah, oh, fuck you, how could you say Philadelphia is bad? I sent Kevin a, a screenshot of some a message somebody sent me because I put up a poll for, to go with our, the podcast episode for Philadelphia, uh, which uh, Landau just did, which was a fucking incredible episode. Top five episode, I'll say it right now. That's one of my five favorite episodes. Word. He's so poignant. He's so smart. Yep. And Honest to God, he we spent Lando and I we spent a lot of the time just giggling back and forth at the shit that we were each saying. And Kevin fucking we were all just having a good old laugh fest. And yeah. if you don't like it, then I don't know what to fucking tell you. That's one of my favorites. Now we but use that's, a but, t- and, that's, and that's the beauty of it. But also, who, it, I mean, if somebody came up to you in the, on the street and said, you know what, Philadelphia is a shitty movie, you'd probably be like, well, you're either homophobic, you hate people with AIDS. But then when we sat down and talked about it, Lando yes, made and no, just kidding. <laughs> Lando made awesome points about the just about the movie itself, not about the plot, not about just great points. And so I posted a uh, a poll up on on Instagram asking if people thought Philadelphia was a great movie, and seventy seven percent of the people said no. Yeah. <laughs> and so one of my buddies, who's actually an actor, messaged me and was like. You're friends with some terrible people if the 77% of them think Philadelphia is a bad movie. And I wrote back to him. I was like, you know what, man? Three weeks ago, I would have agreed with you. But you got to go listen to the our, the episode of this podcast because it's this is nothing about gays or about AIDS or about anything. The movie just it didn't hold up. It just doesn't hold up. And if you watch it with that, with you know, with it with an open mind and being ob- completely, completely objective, 
you'll see that it's not the great movie that everybody made it out to be. Okay. I, I, that have, I have never seen it. One, one second here. I just want to jump in. Another one, too, everyone absolutely fucking loves is The Goonies. Oh, that was a great episode, too. David, producer, Dave, this guy, David, the producer, came on. He's a podcaster. He's a great, great guy. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. He fucking went on, and he said, I'm picking The Goonies. You may or may not hate me after this. And I was <laughs> with Goonies. I said, it, I liked it. Ready? It's fine. As a kid, I thought it was fine. That's my catchphrase, apparently, from Kevin. Uh, it's it's fine. And as an adult, you watch it again. You're like, oh boy. And there are a ton of holes that we just drove trucks through. And that episode was probably the most resonated with episode we've had so far because everyone, pretty much, is our age or thereabouts. And they're like, fuck you. The Goonies is so goddamn great. How dare you shit on my childhood and i had so many people reach out to me and go i read that i said fuck you i listened to your episode you guys are right yeah and and, and you know what and i hadn't seen goonies since right when it came out and i was also one of those people who had you know i actually to be honest i was kind of ambivalent about it but i just remember everybody saying it was you know it was a generational movie and watching it i was like holy shit this is not a good movie and then David, the producer, came on and just fucking knocked it out of the park. Like, yeah, killed it. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's what I was saying is just like a lot of the movies that I I'm just like you all. When somebody brought it up, I was like, oh, that's a good movie. But I seen it when it came out or way back then when I was a little kid. So all I have is the fond memories and shit of it, you know, back at that time. But now <laughs> I go back and watch some of these shits or whatever. Matter of fact, we watched last, not last night or the, either the night before, we watched The Toxic Avenger, 1986. <laughs> and I've never seen that yet. My, uh, Wait, could that be gutted? Kev, would we allow that? Yeah, that, that, that's widely beloved. I'd let yeah. that go. I, I'd, I'd accept that. Okay, so. The cult classic. Yeah, my wife never seen it. And before we started, I was like, are you sure you want to watch this? Because I'm telling you, it's extremely 80s, you know. And then turn it on. The first thing before you see anything else is like, this movie is extremely violent, which it was. And she just and said. Graphics. Yes, it is. And she just sat there and she looked at this masterpiece. And <laughs> Doesn't he do nunchucks with somebody's intestines? No, he, not in this one. Because there's more than one movie. Not in this one. Oh, there's sequels. That makes it even oh, sequels. Better. There's got to be at least five or six of them. Well, I don't know how many exactly, but I know one of them has Michael Jai White in it. That's the only reason that she kind of wanted to watch it, because I told her that fact. <laughs> You mean Spawn? Yes, Spawn is in one of those movies. And it wasn't the first one, so I, I don't want to go beyond that and try to find it. But he's in one of them because I had him on this show, and he told me. So. By the way, Michael Jai White did an immaculate Mike Tyson. Yes, that's, that's the first place I didn't even I know that him. movie existed, and I just recently watched some scenes from it. And I was like, holy shit. He kind of looked like him, and he sounded dead on. Yes. I think it was an HBO, a made-for-HBO movie back in the 90s. It was. I remember seeing that, and that was the first place I ever heard and seen Michael Jai White. And I was just like, this dude has it. I mean, he, and he can play the role, too, because, I mean, he has that physicality and everything, and he did a real good job. Unfortunately, he didn't end up having it because his career kind of sputtered around for 20 or so years. Well, Sputtered is being quite generous. 
Well, I mean, I wouldn't so much say that or whatever. I mean, we can say that from the outside looking in, but we, I mean, we don't know what that man pockets is like or whatever. <laughs> no, but I'm saying if you if you're talking about you know, and it's funny, one of our friends is doing a, an action hero bracket contest, mm-hmm. and if you're looking at like great action heroes, yeah, yeah, yeah. even top. 30, I don't know that you'd put Michael Jai White in there. Yeah, I would. Michael Jai White doesn't deserve a spot in the parking lot of this event. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I, could I bet you if you got if you got 10 people to name say if you can write down the the names of 250 actors, not actresses, actors, Michael Jai White would not be on one of them. Okay, I'll give you that. But if you if you do marsh if you do martial artists, you know act you know film stars or whatever, he would come up in that list. I give okay, you that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Now, and I'm not look. I'm sure the guy's eating. I'm yeah. sure he's driving a nice car. I'm not. That was you know not, not a shot at him. I don't know. I've, I've, just, I've, I've only seen Spawn, so I can't. I don't say know. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of yeah kind of cut me right now because that's one of my favorite guys, and he was on this show, and I was just like, oh, oh, was he really? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's still cool. Michael J. White, we have nothing against you. We'd love to have you on Gutting the Sacred Cow. You can come on and gut Spawn. Oh, that would be amazing. And look, you know what? And it, I mean, every, obviously they made Spawn hoping it was going to create a franchise and it was going to be a huge movie. And I was a huge, I read Spawn, the Spawn comic book. I was a huge Spawn fan. The HBO I was series. So excited for, I was so excited for that movie. And actually, that's a movie we were talking with Bill Schultz just the other night. Have you ever walked out of a movie? Like, what's the worst you felt walking out of a movie you were excited about? Then you, you know, and it just ended up to be a dud. And Spawn was one of those movies that I walked out and I was like, fuck. So, it wasn't good. So, like for you, you had the content previous of the movie, correct? So, you read the comic yeah. books and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I can understand that reaction and whatnot. Cause I mean, you find that typically in a lot of people who brand, you know, go towards the, um, the source material more because, you know, they have a depth of knowledge of that character. But for people like me who didn't know what the fuck a Spawn was, you know, I thought that movie was okay. And, you know, I didn't know what it was either. I didn't know the soundtrack was fucking dope. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I, 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 again, I never was not a comic book guy, but I did see all the, you know, the superhero films. I saw the cartoons that were on, yeah. but I never read a comic book in my life. See, that's so, that the cartoon, yes. Spawn cartoon was great. But they could, I never saw that. Yes, the the spawn. I just recently went back and watched that. It was uh, three seasons of it, and uh, it's only eighteen episodes, so that's weird too by today's standards. But the shittiest part of that spawn series was Todd McFarlane. <laughs> he because he introduced he teed up the show every episode and shit, yeah, kind of like the right. Crypt Keeper would. He's like, what what if? You went in the back lot and you got hit in the head with a spike. Hi, I'm Todd McFarlane and this is Spawn. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> and now I got to go back. Did you buy Mark McGuire's home run ball or was it Sammy Sosa's home run ball? I oh. think it was McGuire's. Yeah, I knew it was one of those two. He was one. I think he was uh, money wise. He was one of the most successful comic book creators. What, uh, what uh, from what I understand, I mean, I could be completely wrong. What made him a lot of money? was his figures that he make oh yeah but he has he's still making them yeah that line is prolific yeah and they were they were awesome yeah because he he started with the spawn stuff and you know his his stuff and then he started doing the athletes and all kind of stuff and he started making all kind of crazy money off of that shit yeah 
No, he was he was I mean he was a monster just as far as and he was one of the first he left Marvel because he did Spider Man and he did a few others. He left Marvel and took a whole bunch of writers and artists with him and they started Image Comics, mm -hmm. which was the first upstart comic book company to actually give DC and Marvel a run for their money. And that's where Spawn came out of Image and was obviously Todd McFarlane's. But, you know, there was a ton of other, I mean, they just churned out titles. And everyone you'd read, you'd be like, oh, this is X-Men. Oh, this is basically the Avengers. Yeah. Oh, this is mm -hmm. basically Batman. And they, and they were not, I mean, they weren't subtle about trying to recreate the wheel. But, uh, but it was, a, it was a, the, you know, the early to mid-90s. And it was just a great time because all of these awesome artists and comic book writers had all the rights to their own material. And they could do whatever they wanted. And there was some great stuff that came out of it, and there was some terrible stuff that came out of it. But Image Image Comics still exists. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Spawn not too long ago just had uh, episode uh, episode issue three hundred, right? Did it really? Wow! Yeah, it just hit three hundred yeah. issues. And um, what I appreciate about the movie to go back to that a little bit because I can endure a lot of shitty ass movies as long as you know there's something there to hook me. And the thing that hooks me about shitty movies is the visual effects. So Spawn had a whole bunch of that shit for me. And you know, cause like Independence Day could be a shitty movie, but I loved those visual effects for the time. I mean, obviously they, sh they shit now and they didn't really hold up, but at the <laughs> yeah, time- Yeah, go back and watch that scene in hell with oh yeah. Spawn. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. But like at the time that captivated me cause we, you know, we never seen anything like that. Right. And, and I talk about some of the uh, movies that were the catalyst for the VFX and all the technology that we have now, one would be the Matrix and the other one would be Blade because those two piggybacked yeah. off each other to create the technology that they have a lot now Absolutely. in the movies. God. It's funny, though, with um, you said Blade. Everyone's saying, what was, what was the one film they credited for being the, the comic book? I guess X-Men film was the one. Dude, Blade was the thing that got that shit on the serious yes. note. Let's be honest. I mean, if you really want to go back and say Ninja Turtles, I guess you can let that slide. But I'd say, you know, Marvel-esque superheroes, it's Blade. Mm -hmm. And yeah. people are like, oh, yeah, first black superhero with, with Black Panther. Go, nope, 1998 Blade. That shit yeah. was bad fucking ass. That soundtrack was dope. And, man, oh. sequel, the first one was the second. The first sequel was good. The second sequel was dog shit. But, yeah. man, Blade opened the fucking pathway for everything that you see now. Let's you be real. like Triple H in the, in the third one? I did not, nor do I like, I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds, but not in this, nor Jessica Biel. I think she's hot as fuck, but no, not a good film. Ryan, I mean, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds was as almost Deadpool in that movie yes, as he were exactly. Ryan Every Reynolds he's been in is, since day yes. one has been an audition for Deadpool. <laughs> I was going to say that. You stole were my you really? line. Son yes. of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, he was born and raised and bred for Deadpool. That's, that's <laughs> all it is. <laughs> I, I loved Van Wilder. That was, yeah, I loved so it. Uh, Tara Reed was a 10 in it. Uh, and and I, I remember seeing that movie being like, this guy's going to be, he's going to be huge. Yeah. And I never thought he was going to be as big as he ended up being. Yeah. But, <laughs> what about uh, the other movie, uh, Waiting? You ever seen that? Oh, Terrible. God, and I worked in a restaurant. What? I had such high hopes for that. Are you crazy? It's hack. It's so oh, hack. I love it's that movie. So and it's exactly it's so like working at a restaurant. Oh, was. it's so <laughs> hack and cheesy. I couldn't. I couldn't get into it. And I, again, I worked in a restaurant. God damn it, not a fan. And I worked. I worked in uh, Bennigan's, which was oh, basically what the Bennigan's. restaurant was. Basically. I worked in Chili's, which is the same thing. <laughs> well, you, you had more flair than we did. 
Yes, yes. I had a lot of flair. <laughs> How many pieces of flair did you have? <laughs> I don't like to talk about my flair. <laughs> yeah, I didn't dig it. And they actually made a sequel. Too. Yeah, that's yes, the bad. Did. That was no, bad. No. I have no desire to, well, to bother. No. But yeah, I just. I don't know. Luis Guzman annoys me, and so does fucking Andy Milanakis. And it was just Dane Cook. Like, nah, nah. Reynolds is great. Reynolds is great and damn near everything he does. Oh. Okay. You ever see one film? There was one film he did with Kevin Costner where he's a fucking paparazzi. No, sorry. That was Dane Cook. I'm sorry. Dane Cook was a paparazzi with Kevin Costner. Give that a look, you Lou. That's pretty good, too. But, I mean, yeah, like I said, uh, Reynolds is good and damn near everything except for the hitman's bodyguard. That was shit. Yeah. So what, what I do you think? You know what? I didn't, I didn't like it as much as I wanted to like it, but I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't, I didn't think it was terrible. It's a C minus. It's a C minus. I see. I'd give it a C plus. It's sitting here. On right. the, it's sitting here on the shelf and I have yet to watch it. <laughs> I mean, it's Sam Jackson being Sam Jackson. Yeah. It's Ryan Reynolds being sort of a Ryan Reynolds. It's, you know, you could, you could see that they were like, Ryan, we need you to be a little different than you always are. So he was like, he was supposed to be a very like by the book kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Selma Hayek, it just proves that she's timeless. Oh, uh, no God. argument here. And the scene of her, the scene in the bar where she, where the flashback, where she beats the shit out of all those guys was pretty badass. Yeah. So, um, who do you think has reached the Zenith? as um an actor you already said two of them ryan reynolds in every movie is ryan reynolds sam jackson is sam jackson in every movie that he's in um what can you say will smith is will smith in every movie he's nope. in no will smith will smith took a fucking complete shit in the last five to ten years i would say he has i mean gemini man haven't seen it it's um, okay after That's earth either. won't bother i mean it's he's a bad boy three was good i liked it but forget other than that Give me something. But he can But Will, I mean, Will Smith proved that he can act. He was. Yeah. Uh, he was great in Ali. He sure. was. He was good in um, concussion. Uh, concussion. Uh, you know what? I didn't see concussion. It's fine. It's good. It's a different take. He, he does an African accent, which kind of throws you for a loop. But all right, good and, to go. Um, what was the one about where where he's got the kid and they're trying to he's trying to make ends meet and he ends up having success? Pursuit, Pursuit of, of happiness. happiness. Pursuit of happiness. It was. It was a great movie. He was just very good in it. Yeah, very, very good in it. Um, and it's great. I, I really like that it's a true story and it all works out the way that it did. But uh, he, I mean, the, the guy can act. I blame Jada sure. Pinkett Smith for ruining him. <laughs> I, d- I blame Jada Pinkett Smith for ruining her own face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was hot in Demon Knight. Oh, my God. Demon Knight. D- wow, do, you have ba- do you have bad things to say about that movie? I like that film. I like that you. film. I saw it in the theater Thank and I you. got it on iTunes for like five bucks and rewatched it on a plane not long ago. I like that film. I love that movie. Who starred in that? Billy Zane, Billy Zane. motherfucker. <laughs> Billy Zane and uh, uh, well, Jada Pickett Smith yeah. and um, uh, Thomas Hayden Church was in it. I'd have to go, but I know I saw it in the theater. Dude, I didn't, so yeah. wasn't it, wasn't it, was that a Tales from the Crypt? Yes, it yes, was. Yes, it was the first yeah. one. It was the first yeah. one, then they did that I crap saw ass. The theater and I don't remember anything about it. Other than, I remember at some point they were in a house. They were walking around yeah, like yeah. a. That's the property. entire fucking second and third act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they came out with that crap ass bordello of blood with Dennis with Miller. Corey or Feldman. Yeah, that too. <laughs> but also, don't forget a naked. Oh, who's that ginger who's fucking hot? I forgot her name. Stern dated her for a while. Oh, my God. Angie Everhart. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that so was just nudity upon nudity. That's just when, when 90s gratuitous nudity ruled, and I fucking embellished every moment of it. That oh, was the best. Man. Oh, but uh, Gemini Man, that... I mean, you can say what you want about that film. I thought it was okay. I will. I won't see it. <laughs> but um, with that film, that's going to be another one of those films, like I was talking about with Blade and the Matrix. It's going to change the child as far as movie technology. Because if you, I've seen it in the theater, and I've seen it at home, and it looks way. Oh, so you're the one. Yeah, I was the one that seen it <laughs> both times. <laughs> and the technology that they use, it wasn't really so much suited for cinema viewing, but when you watch Ooh. it. At home, the way they filmed it and the technology they use, it looks way better at your home on your home appliances than it do in a theater because it's not super. I got, for that. I got to tell you, this is the biggest deviation I've ever seen on Rotten Tomatoes for a score of a movie. The Gemini Man got a twenty-six percent from critics and an eighty-three percent from audience. Get the fuck out! <laughs> well, you know what you see that and too though. Eight thousand seven hundred ninety-five ratings on the audience score. You know where you find that as well. Dick and fart joke comedy films like Naked Gun, American Pie. You'll find a huge discrepancy in stuff like Borat. Maybe I'm not, I think the critics like Borat. Actually, I'll take that back. But there are other ones where they just like comedies like that, or even Hangover. There, that's where it's fucking night and day. Yeah. When it comes to the, the discrepancies, because critics don't have fucking senses of humor. We've proven that. Unless it's in black and white or it's a Wes Anderson film, they ain't laughing. Right. <laughs> right. Woody Allen. Woody, uh, Allen. Woody Allen once again proves he's hysterical. Really? I've never laughed at anything Woody Allen made. I barely. Yeah, no. I like his dramas a lot, hell of a lot more than I like his fucking comedies. I don't think I can name one Woody Allen movie. Match Point is actually very good. Vicky nope. Christina Barcelona is pretty good too. Nope. nope. I'll give and, uh, and Midnight in Paris is pretty was really good too. Never I'll give you those three. It. It's not a fan of his style. Never heard of it. Blue Jasmine also good. That oh, was heard uh, of that again. I heard of that as a through line on a comedy. I forget what movie it was. <laughs> it's good. It's good. I dug it again. His his early seventies eighties shit. Maybe was it not Hannah? I guess was it Hannah Sisters. With Michael Caine, I forget, but was it was that it, was good was for it, crimes and misdemeanors? I think that might have been. But was yeah. it a pre uh, underage girl or post? Oh yeah, uh, no, yeah, I'm I'm post I'm post uh, Sunyi or, or current Sunyi, I should say. I'm pretty sure he came out the gate like in younger girls. It was just the one made brought put him on the map. Well, who was he with? It was it Diane Keaton? Was he with? Yeah. yeah. Word. Jesus. So I mean, I, I see y'all have a y'all, y'all bicker back and forth every now and then about your, your movie choices and whatnot. What has been the biggest dividing point on a film between the both of you? Like oh, spaceballs, spaceballs. Oh, oh, two seconds apart. I knew he was gonna fucking say it. He knew I was gonna say it. Without a doubt. So so who hates it? I hate it. It's fu- it's viciously unfunny. It's like a Woody Allen film. It's viciously unfunny. It's fucking the joke jokes are lazy. Yeah, I get it's a fucking satire and it's a parody at the same time, but it just like a Muslim pilot, it doesn't land. I'm sorry. Oh. It is not fucking funny. Oh and, and with that joke, you see why Kevin Goatee's sense of humor is broken. Yeah. I, I genuinely think when you listen to Kevin's opinions, you'll be like, Oh yeah, he's right, he's right, he's right, and then it's like, wow, he's wrong. So I'm pretty sure he was dropped on his head and landed in the one area 
that affects the sense of humor, and it just <laughs> wiped it out. See, that's why Kevin's growing his hair so bushy because he was dropped repeatedly, and it's covering up the uh, the indentation on in his skull, so that way no one ever questions him. And he goes, "Oh, you like space balls?" <laughs> oh, see, I had we so so space balls episode. Uh, comedian Jeff Paul came on and 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 spit his way through uh, <laughs> his review of it. And Daffy with, Duck, he makes Daffy Duck or our, our, our Porky Pig seem like Jonathan Price, the guy who did the <laughs> Lexus commercials. Let's back put it this way: if you go see if you go see Jeff Paul's stand up comedy, it's like going to see a Gallagher show. You should wear oh, a uh, fucking no. plastic bag over you. <laughs> Sitting front row. Horrible. Um, you, you think you're on set with a squirter in a porno film. <laughs> um, but so he eviscerated uh, Spaceballs and uh, my blood pressure. I actually needed blood pressure pills at the end of that episode. But then I had people texting me later that week, which and this was an early episode. I mean, this was first 10 episodes, right? First, I think it was four or five without even looking. Yeah. I'm going to guess and say it's four uh, or five. And four. so that's uh, this right. is also when I was like, wow, people are really listening to this. People were texting me being like, Who's that Jeff Paul guy? And he why is he so fucking retarded? People, <laughs> people love Spaceballs. And I look, I get the arguments against it. I do. And I just don't care. Um, I think it's it's I love I love that movie. My wife and I both love that movie. We quote it all the time. And to me, a movie you quote is a is a great movie. Yeah. So um is it just Mel Brooks movies or is it just that one spe- specifically? Goatee, me or goatee hates yeah, yeah. Mel Brooks. Okay, very A well. lot of them I do. I, 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 Young Frankenstein sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a fucking snoozer. Y- Young Frankenstein was bad. Blazing Saddles, I got to give a rewatch. Initially, yeah. I remember going, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And I get why people loved it. And they're, by the time you, I saw it, I guess it, oh, I heard the lines 8,000 different ways. It's uh, and Robin Hood Men in Tights was shit. Don't oh, even try. Oh damn to you! That. That uh, was I thought you was gonna skip over that one. God no, damn you! No, no, I, I am not. I am not a, a, a. I am a napalmer. I destroy countrysides when I go. Idiocy knows no limits. <laughs> I'm not really a Mel Brooks. Uh, not a the kitschy humor. Nope. Oh man, I, I guess I, you know I'm a, I, I I'm a product of the Borscht Belt, and I get it. And I I oh, I, I love Mel Brooks. He's yeah. probably he's one of my favorites. I think um, it was a movie that he was actually in. I mean, he's in majority of them, but like he was the main character. Um, Life stinks. I love that. Yeah, movie. I love. That I movie. remember that was out and it bombed, but I have never seen it. But I mean, so. I, I I enjoyed the movie or whatever. I mean, it could have been another one of those damn things to where you know the critics gave it a twenty one and everybody else gave it a thousand. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna look that up for my own curiosity because I'm probably way the fuck off. <laughs> Kev, what did you think of uh, what did you think of Clue? I oh, love Clue. Dude, I love yes. it. No, see, I that's it. Yeah. so weird that you like hey, Clue so, and you hate all Mel Brooks. I mean, you you remember that's not Mel Brooks, you, but it's a very similar slapstick, you, fucking you, you kind of remind the jokes kind of comedy. You kind of reminded me of that um that Dumb and Dumber line or whatever. He said, "Just when I think you can't do anything anymore, stupid, <laughs> you totally redeem yourself." Yeah, <laughs> I love Clue. I I loved it as a kid, and it's. And it's by the way, the, the the woman who played the maid, Colleen Camp. What a set of tits oh on her! My, Have you oh seen her God. recently? She no, is a 
she looks like if Jabba the Hutt got stunned by 15,000 bees. Oh, that's a shame. And she was also in an episode of Entourage, another guilty pleasure of mine. Fuck you if you disagree. But she was in a scene with Johnny Drum where she got in the hot tub, and man, it was like what they must have displaced about 20 gallons of water as she got in that hot tub. It was fucking I, I, disturbing I to see her. Uh, rot, rotten this, Tomatoes uh, for um, Robin Hood Men in Tights is uh, 40, 40%. Uh, on that's, the tomato meter, and that's uh, way higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, me too. And eighty uh, percent uh, audience score. Uh, how many? How many audience members were? Was that? Uh, three hundred and twenty-two thousand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good cross section. Yeah. So, um, what was Clue? Look up Clue since you're on that. I'm I'm curious to see. Very well. Pr- critics hated that. There's no doubt about that. Well, shit. They they remaking it. <laughs> that's uh, now I have a problem, and I think Ryan Reynolds is going to be in it. Or something. Clue is uh, Clue is sixty two eighty six. Really? Yeah. yeah. I'm floored the critics like that. I would expect like a twenty eight. And had, Clue had a monster cast. Oh yeah, it did. I love yeah. that movie. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the. And I didn't know this. They they shot three different endings, and they yeah. gave different endings to the different yes. reels yeah. across the nation. But if you, I, I didn't see in the theater. I saw in VHS. They had all three endings on yeah. VHS. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was pretty fucking wacky. Yeah, that's how I yeah. seen it on. Um, I think DVD or some shit like that. They had all the endings on at the end of the. Yeah, I remember there was, it was on the news because people were like arguing over the endings because they they didn't know they never publicized that they were doing that, and so people would like people who saw it at different times would discuss it and be like, no, that's not how it ended. See, there was a whole news piece on how nobody knew that there were multiple endings, and that's another layer to it. You know, that's, yeah, that's fucking genius. <laughs> no argument here. Yeah. What's what's that other movie? Um, nothing but trouble. Never saw it. I, heard, I saw the preview and it looked so bad. I passed. I still haven't seen it, and I heard it's pretty fucking awful. Well, this is where yeah. you get a young Tupac in it, and uh, with the with Humpty Hump in there, and they doing the Humpty dance. Humpty Hump is in it. That's right. <laughs> I knew Humpty Hump. I didn't know Tupac. Yeah. He Chevy Chase does drive an awesome BMW in that movie. Yes. You man. also talked about Tupac, who banged Jada Pinkett Smith for a while. Oh, buddy, did he? Then she was just Jada Pinkett, though. Mm-hmm. Well. True. She didn't have the Smith in her. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> oh, she had a lot in her. Yeah. Not the Smith, though. <laughs> That's got to be tough, knowing your wife banged Tupac. And she openly speaks about him all the time on interviews and everything. And they even ask him about her and their relationship. I was like, come yeah. on, dog. <laughs> I feel like Tupac's a name that comes up a lot. In just in just conversation, and Will Smith has to hear about it often. You, and Will Smith was a rapper, yeah. And she banged like a real rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a he was a fucking you know Z one hundred rapper. She banged a Hot ninety seven rapper. Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> Although there is a song right out right now, and I can't remember the name of the the rapper who just did a whole um, homage to yeah, uh, Jarna Lucas. Yeah, and it's a great, great song. He need, uh, Will Smith jumped on the remix, and then yeah, and then he yeah, up, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I know that Will Smith, Will Smith couldn't rhyme. There was no, you know. Yes. I I have a lot of his songs on my phone. I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to tell you Will Smith is a shit rapper. I just it's just you know that's like trying to compare Mike Trout versus fucking I don't know the Yankees left handed reliever guy. It's not even close. All right, the start. It's not even close. 
Word. But you know what? I was surprised when I found out that uh, that um, MC Hammer and Tupac were like best friends. Yeah. MC Hammer was a legit rapper for a while, and then he got the shot to go like pop, and, and he, he was did. like, "Look, I'm making the money. I'm gonna, I'm doing it." And he and Tupac had a whole discussion about it. There was a movie about it. Now, um, yeah. And 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 Hammer was like, "Look, man, I'm getting massive amounts of money. Like, I I'm, I don't argue with you. He he knew what he was doing. He knew he was kind of selling out, but." You know, you can't fault a guy who knows what he's doing and, and takes the paycheck. Now, what what was funny about you bringing up the um, hammer and everything? Um, I forgot what we was talking about earlier on in the conversation. Um, oh, Michael Jai White playing Mike Tyson, the guy, um, the black guy from Weeds, and also a forty year old virgin. He played Hammer in a biopic of him. After you, uh, wait, 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 the black guy. Oh, oh, the dude, the 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 guy who worked with him at the the fucking Best yeah. Buy, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, because something, something, Malkin, something. His name is a, uh, yeah, Ro- was it? Well, damn, how you say it? Romney, um, McCall or whatever the fuck. Yeah, he yeah, I'll, I'll take your word on that. Yeah, but he played MC Hammer in a MC Hammer biopic. And what a lot of people don't know, he was a rapper before he was an actor as well. Was he really? Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. So yeah, that that was a campy ass movie. If you want to look that up, it was. They I went, think that's where I got all of the information I just spewed speak, out. With, from speaking of forty year old virgin, that film. Do you know one of the Indian guys who the guy they were fucking with in that film went to jail for killing somebody? Because he probably got <laughs> aggravated. <laughs> he what? He's I not said not the old guy. Oh, one of, the, one of the old Indian guys killed one of them. Like you know, I forgot whatever. But they're, they're, the the guys they work with there that day, one of those guys got. I read that somewhere. I go, oh shit, that's uh, that's bonkers. That's surprising. Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever got one of those scam calls from one of them guys? <laughs> quite quite a few. I, I am Potential not surprised. Spam, delete. Look, let me tell you, damn one. My, my birth name, my given name is Shannon. So, I mean, obviously, oh, he's a guy. He got this deep, bassy voice. That's a girl's name. So I get one of these scam calls from one of those. And there's like, is this Shannon? I'm not going to do the voice. And I was like, yes, yeah, this is he. I don't believe this is you. What? <laughs> Are you going to tell me I'm not me? It's like, okay, um, I don't think it's you. Bye. Have a nice day. <laughs> I was like, okay. I like how a scammer thinks that you're scamming him. Yeah, and, and that that was another point that I was going to make as well. Um, I know somebody who... Sorry, I keep eating your points up. I'm sorry. I don't mean to do that. It's okay. But um, there's a, a guy I know. He would record those things because he would troll them. And they oh, would nice. get so pissed. And they'd be like, fuck you, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> I made... About four years ago, I got on some list where I was constantly getting the fake IRS calls. And I, the first time I got one, I thought it was legit because it, it hadn't come out that these were, this was a thing. And the guy didn't. The guy had a very, very slight Indian accent. And I was at the. It was in the morning. I was at the gym, and I answered the phone. And they tell he tells me that he's from the IRS and he's agent so and so. And there's you know from Smith. from some <laughs> like uh, uh, you know my taxes from 2008. You know something was incorrect. And I oh, and it was a real specific amount. It wasn't even like you owe three thousand dollars. It was like you owe two thousand nine hundred and seventy six dollars. And I was, so I I I walked out of the gym and I'm talking to the guy and I was like, wait, 
explain who are you? And he's like, you know, I'm I'm from uh, from the IRS, and we have a warrant for your arrest on this. I was like, a warrant? Who signed the warrant? And he goes, the general attorney of the United States. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. And what's his name? And they're like, that's not important. And then I, but then after that, I must have gotten nine or ten calls, and I would just keep these guys on the phone. For an hour, I was at work too, and I would just sit, and my boss would come in and be like, "I got another one on the call. I can't do what you're, whatever it is you want me to do right now." And they, and I would just keep them on the. And by the end, whenever I would, I would let them in that I was just fucking with them. They would get so angry, and they never know how to curse, and they would just start spewing out yes. uh, profanity. But then I would always call them back right afterwards. How'd you and, do that? How'd you call them back? I thought it was from a block number usually. No, there were there were numbers. There yeah, were always regular numbers, numbers, numbers yeah. at this point. And they would they would cycle through them. So I think for, they would keep them for a day and then however you ditched a call. Because the next day I could never call. But I would always be able to call them right back. And I'd be like, wait, I need to figure out. And they'd be like, fuck you! Fuck you! And I would just keep calling and call <laughs> so they couldn't call out. And I, that was that for like most of the tax season, that was like my my hobby was just fucking with these <laughs> scammers. <laughs> so uh, um, uh, to go back to the um, the guy that played uh, MC Hammer in this movie, the the name of the movie is Too Legit. The MC yeah, Hammer. yeah. oh perfect yes, Too Legit. The MC Hammer story came out in two thousand and one. It's an hour and thirty I minutes. Remember that video like it was yesterday? They had all the sporting stars going like this: <laughs> Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson, Ricky Henderson, <laughs> all those guys throwing Too Legit yep. to quit. No, nah, but but this is the thing about it. I'm on IMDb, and you know how they got the top build cast. It's not the guy that played Hammer in this movie. I mean, third top billing is uh the guy that played young MC Hammer. But number one and number two is Tupac's killers, <laughs> the people who killed Tupac. That's the top what? build. Were they bigger stars? <laughs> they don't even have pictures. <laughs> wow. That, that sounds like a conspiracy to me. Yeah, it was a, that's right. It was a, holy shit, that is him. That's amazing. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a fucking 90, 2001. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now I got to go back and watch this. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, the dude that played Suge Knight. Oh, I remember him. Okay. Word. <laughs> so, now, I mean, we already got the movie that y'all highly disagree upon, which is uh, Spaceballs and whatnot. What's one that y'all always y'all come together? You look at each other, you give each other the finger point, and y'all slap hands and shit. What, what what's what's the one y'all on the same page about? There's a lot of them because I'm looking at the list right now. I'm just gonna read off all the films that we've done with our first episode. Batman Begins. We both love Twilight. We both hate Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. We both love. Spaceballs, one and one. Scarface, we both hate. Star Wars is our probably our top five film of all time. Wolf of Wall Street, we both love. Last Jedi, we both hate. Godfather 2, I forgot where you sit with this one, Kevin. I said it was okay. I, I it was, like I, it. I said, had Stop. the movie just been about the uh, the, fl- the flashbacks with, uh, with uh, Al Pacino. Right. Or De Niro. Was it De Niro? Who was De Niro. it? De Niro. Yeah, De Niro. Yeah, De Niro. It would have been a better movie. The whole stuff in Cuba, I thought, was pointless, but it was okay. Next, we did Inception, which after rewatching that, it was like, yeah, this isn't that great. That was a gutting. That was a great. Yeah, that was a gutting. We, we have to give Jim credit after we, we've done our rules. Uh, Rocky was after that. I love Rocky. Who doesn't? Except Monica Vita. The Sixth Sense, not a fan. No, sir. Castaway, I like it. 
Never seen. I that. like it. It was fine. <laughs> Pulp Fiction is my second favorite film. Hangover, not a fan. I don't think you were either, I, right? No, I liked Hangover. It's overrated. Pretty Woman, nope. Gone with the Wind, nope. Birdman, I like it, but I'm not going to see it again. Yeah, it was okay. Big Lebowski, I fucking hate. I didn't like it. I just bought Three, that for $3. I, <laughs> what's that? I just bought that for $3. You should get your money back. You, Yeah, you should at least get two seventy five back. And I, well, I'll tell you what. You know what? Watch it. Watch it and then listen to our episode and see what you think about that. Very well. I will do that. Grease, absolutely hate it. Titanic, hate it. Jurassic Park, good to great. Good, good to, still good. Good. Yeah, I like the Jurassic Park. I know you love that one. Goonies, no, not so much. Avatar, nope. No. Taxi Driver, I like Taxi Driver. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I was. I thought. I thought. I that was the first time I'd ever seen it. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Joker, we both liked. Forrest Gump, we both hated. Usual Suspects, I fucking love. That's in my top yeah, twenty. That was a great one. Two thousand one, A Space Odyssey is a piece of shit. Wow. Worst movie ever. Yeah, he hates it. That's his. That's his worst movie. That's hilarious. <laughs> Philadelphia, we just put up. Um, last night we've got in the queue. We did. We just did last night. Top Gun. Mm-hmm. We did Independence Day, and we have Parasite as well. And we're doing tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, tomorrow? No, Thursday night. Talk about Parasite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Well, there's a reason why. Uh, and we're doing Lord of the Rings on Thursday, the first one. I gotta watch that. Jesus Ooh. Christ! You never. Well, you seen? You, you haven't seen that? No, I mean I've seen it a bunch of times, but I haven't seen it yeah, in probably yeah, I four so years. I gotta. Uh, I gotta make sure I whip that out. To, well, whip it. I gotta. Thing tomorrow for work at night, but I got to bang it out. How long is, that? is that two and a half hours? Three, almost three. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, so uh, pretty much, again, just scrolling through this, there's probably two that we, you know, are diametrically opposed on. I think ju- maybe even just the one. Or so, yeah. So, y'all go back and freshly we watch all these before you do the show, or just some of them be like, all right, I remember. Oh, no, no, no. We watch this shit, you know, a day or two or oh, even three buddy. before. So, yeah. And I have easily between one and a half to three pages of notes every episode. The only movies I didn't go back and watch were Top Gun because I had just seen it the week before mm. and, uh, and Parasite because I had just seen it. And I could have skipped on Pulp Fiction and, and Usual Suspects because I've seen them no less than a fucking 75 times each. But I still <laughs> rewatch them because I love them so much and didn't give a shit. Not to, not to give, and Star Wars too. Not, not to give it away too much because I mean – by the time this episode come out, you probably already released it. But um, what what are your thoughts on Parasite so far? I loved it. Oh, I thought it was fantastic. Absolutely it was loved a it. Great movie. Yeah. Word. Did you see it? Um, I walked in on it when I guess there was at the um, the little party or whatever at the. I don't know if that was the That's end. A bad point to walk in on. <laughs> yeah, this motherfucker <laughs> broke out the basement and bust a bitch in the head with a brick, and then damn stabbings. And I was like, okay, this is weird. <laughs> No, yeah, you got. That, that's that. not a movie you can see part of. You got to see that whole movie and just the the character development, the plot development, and the tension. It's so good. It's done so well. Yeah, I completely agree. It's amazing. Very well. As so, soon as that motherfucker came out the basement, though, I was like, okay, um, y'all having a party? Y'all just got people in the basement. Huh? <laughs> well, wait, wait, but you, what you really missed is how they even got to that part mm-hmm. with everybody. It's so it's so beautifully done because. I don't know if you know the, the theme of it, but it's just, you know, the, the, the one guy gets a job with the rich family and then incorporates his family in there. But then after that and how they get entangled and all the other things that go down and there's a hell of a, a fucking ter- a hook in it. 
it, it, it just makes these turns you never would have thought of. You're like, oh, shit, if you're throwing me for a curveball, then good on you because I didn't see that coming. Word. Um, have you ever seen Hereditary? No, that's in my queue. Uh, oh, so good. I heard it's great. Uh, so yeah, see, and that, that's one of those movies to where like they did something different. Well, at least to me, you know, that's not a movie that I would be used to seeing or have seen in the past. I was like, that's its own thing, and I was just like, what the fuck am I watching right now? <laughs> that was a movie. That was one of those movies that, first of all, there were a number of things that happened in that movie that yes. people I saw in the theater and people audibly yelled, like just out of sh- like. Very abrupt, not even not jump scare tough stuff, but just very abrupt happenings. And people like there were a number of what the fuck. Mm-hmm. And the end when the movie ends, all I wanted to do was talk about the ending of the movie mm-hmm. and try to figure out what just happened. I thought that was it was such a good movie. It was really, really well done. And it was it was scary and eerie and it kind of stuck with you i think the side of a great horror movie is a movie that kind of lingers with you yeah and you to kind of keep thinking about and that was that was a movie that that hung with me for a little bit yeah that that movie definitely haunts me or whatever because i've seen it once beginning to end no breaks and i never need to watch it again (laughs) yeah that I um, there i had no breaks which is the way you're supposed to watch movies yeah i mean but you know how some people are <laughs> when, when i say no breaks i mean i'm not you know my camera is kind of late i'm not sitting there with the phone up checking twitter and shit like that that's that's no breaks for me <laughs> that's good yeah <laughs> but yeah that, that was a crazy movie yeah i mean and if i may throw out a recommendation because I am interested in your viewpoints on this movie if you haven't seen it yet. You know, um, please. The Invisible Man. I have not seen it yet. It was better than I much better than I thought it was oh, going to be. Oh yeah, that's I, I had this conversation two days ago with uh, my coworkers, and this is like, I wanted to see it because you know it's a classic that they're putting a modern twist on. So that's what hooked me, and then the way they executed it, I was like, yes, I, I really enjoyed this film. Yeah, I was really, really surprised. The uh, much the oh, my only problem with the movie was that the uh, the the main actress, uh, the the lead actress. Yes, uh, no, tell tell me because I, I already know what you're gonna say, but I want to hear what you, I want you to validate me right now. She's right. Is she from Handmaid's Tale? I, I don't. Yeah, Elizabeth Moss. Yes, yeah, so. she was supposed to be this guy's like, yes. obsession. He was supposed to be obsessed with her, and she's like a five face. at best. <laughs> And barely, the, she's not. Oh, her face is very, very plain to say the best thing yeah, about. Yeah, it's it was. You know what? It was. It was the Fifty Shades of Grey effect. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't buy that this guy, who was clearly a coxman, was going was just lost in this person. Mm-hmm. And I get that it's Fifty Shades of Grey was a different story. Yeah, but I guess she was just supposed to be so different than anything he ever went for. Yeah, but yeah. in this, he was just this very good-looking, successful guy mm-hmm. who was just obsessed with this five and I didn't get it. And it's not like she didn't come off like she had this great personality or anything. Like she was just this average kind of dumpy chick. Yes. And that would, that, that threw me the whole time. I kept every time they would be on screen together or they, or they were mentioned, I'd I'd look at my wife and I'd be like, I don't believe this. You you have validated me 100% sir. Cause that, that's the only thing. If, if I could say anything bad about the movie, that was the only thing. Cause it's just like, beautiful beautiful just you know he was obsessed with it. i was like i don't i don't see it 
There was now bear with me on this one, guys. It came out last year. I don't remember the name of it, but the story is this: a kid fell through like a pond and he was underwater for I don't know how long, and they thought he was going to die. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's a it's a big prayer film, whatever. I don't know. And the dude, I forgot, like a normal, good-looking actor, and the wife was fucking Chrissy Metz from whatever, whatever that, what's that film at NBC where every, every guy's crying watching that shit? This is us. This is oh, us. this is us, and, yeah. and I see, I'm watching the previews, I go, nope, where this dude, again, normal, decent-looking dude, is married to this big slob, and he's going to pretend to be in love with her? I'm like, nope, not fucking buying it, not for a now, goddamn see, second. See, this, that's the thing about that, though. I can buy that more than the dynamic in The Invisible Man. Because you know why? She might have been fine at one point, but he pumped her full of kids, and she done daggone turned into this big thing you see now. I can, nah, I can. man, that's, that, that's about fucking two dozen worth of kids we're talking here. She's <laughs> she's she's the size of, I, I mean, you, you you know, Fat Bastard in Austin Powers 3. It's, it's, it's not good. <laughs> the Three R's podcast is getting me tooed tomorrow, just saying. So oh, you know. probably. <laughs> Probably, you know, it, it'll be OK. Um, but um, uh, what's another one? Uh, I, it, it was is a part of that Conjuring film universe. Um, it was the um, the Spanish movie that made uh, La Llorona or something like that. Yeah, no, that films like that just do not. I, I don't even I don't even give them a look. I go, nah, not for me. See, but that, those possess doll films and shit, too. Yeah, but oh, nah. I, all of those. Yeah. All but, of them. I, yeah, I watched all of them, but like that one, they did the same thing in that one. She was the most beautiful woman in the land and all kind of stuff. And then when they finally reveal her at the end of the movie, because she's a horrible, grotesque monster throughout the whole thing, when they finally reveal her true self at the end of the movie, I was like, that's beautiful to you? <laughs> okay. I was expect- well, you know what? It's it's funny because in the, in, in the reverse, did you watch The Witcher? No. Yeah. I know you, Kev. I know you didn't. <laughs> you watched it, Rob? Yes, I did. I, I did. So, so I I had read the books too, and uh, I'm blanking on the witch's name. The the witch who starts off ugly and ends yeah, yeah. up hot. Mm-hmm. But she, like, even when she was ugly and she had a hunchback and whatever, she still and then looked she good. Gets, she gets naked and she's banging the guy. I was like, she's still a seven. Yeah. Like, even with the hunchback and the weird eye, like, she's still hot. And then when they made her like supposed to be so hot, I was like, she's not that much better than she was she when just, she had a hunchback. She just stand like, up she straight. Went from now. a seven to an eight and a half. Yeah, she just. She, stand- and in the books, she was supposed to be like the most irresistible, sexy. Like everybody would talk about how they wanted to fuck her, and I was like, I, I mean, she's okay, mm-hmm. but she's not. She didn't start off that bad. And she didn't get that good. <laughs> yeah. like, like they needed to find an actress who I guess like could have looked bad and then got better. But the, that just the whole time I was like, she's not because in the books, they constantly talk about how hot she is. Yeah, because when I first seen The Witcher, because I never really played the game. So, so I'm not close to the source material. But when I seen her as is with the hunchback and everything, I was like, she don't look bad. So she must going to get beautiful later. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like wine, you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was like one of those things. It's just like you, look, when people in the universe of this movie look at her, they be like, ugh, ugh, right? Ugh, that's horrible. And then right. when I look at her sitting on my couch, I'm like, hey, you know what? That's that's not too bad. <laughs> it was like she's uh, here. I'm here. Why not? You know, remember, I got some Bacardi remember? in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> was it the? It wasn't the monsters. It was uh what was the other old Adam sitcom Sandler. about 
No, so it was the monsters. It wasn't the Adams family. Yeah. It was the monsters. Uh, remember, they had the like the niece who was a normal looking person, yeah, was actually like a pretty girl. Person. Yeah, and they always talked about how so how ugly she was. Yeah, and they felt so bad for her. It, it was kind of like that. Like, no, she's she's pretty hot. Like, I don't know what you're seeing, but she looks all right. Yeah, and then we go back to the earlier conversation to where we talk about how people age badly or they just don't look as hot anymore. Uh, one that still holds up is uh, Elvira. What? Oh, that's a lot of plastic. Hey man, she still look good. I seen her without her makeup, and she, she she's just a fine looking young lady. She looks like she can make me some um, cookies, you know, and just like if that's what you call that. Then sure. <laughs> look okay, first of all, fine looking young lady. She was born in 1951. I know that's the, oh my god, my parents are older than hey, she is. Hey comedian, that's the joke. <laughs> she's 68. Uh, you sure she's not 69, dude? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder why they're saying that she's 69. Kill 60. me. Um, but you know what? In fairness, in, in, you know what? in fairness to Rob, the picture they have of her. Oh, that's from 2011. So that was nine years ago. <laughs> She looked. She looked all right in the Wikipedia picture from eleven years ago. Of course, she does in her Wikipedia picture. Let me see her holding up today's newspaper for Christ's sakes. <laughs> it's gonna look like a. It's gonna look like the fucking one guy from RoboCop when the toxic sludge falls on him when he crashes his van through the uh, the toxic sludge vat in the end of RoboCop. Yeah. Jesus. And to, br- to bring it and back, and then gets hit by the car and explodes. Yes, God, I love that fucking film. And and to bring it back around to um, films that we disliked and may not like even more, Green Lantern, uh, with Ryan Reynolds. Now we not, have a we have a not good. Yeah, of course. But to bring it back around to all the people that we spoke about, um, Michael Jai White is expressing interest to play the Green Lantern. He's not get. He'll he, never in a million years will he get that part. He can be the voice of it on the cartoon version. Yeah. The, car- the cartoon movie, because no one's going to give a shit. DC, <laughs> when DC releases, uh, finally releases a, uh, a Green Lantern movie, they are going they are going to be so careful about how that movie's made. I, I, first of all, I'll preempt it by saying that I don't think it's going to end up being good because there's going to be too many hands in it. But mm-hmm. they are going to do everything they can to make that the best movie that it possibly can be because Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds was just so bad. And now they have so much riding on every single movie that they put out and trying to, you know, reassemble the Justice League. But they're not, it's not going to be Michael Jai White. It's going to be, I think it's going to be somebody huge. I'll give him, I'll give Michael Jai White only this nod because I think with this one, they'll go with a black Green Lantern. So he has a fighting chance. Yeah. They, oh, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they go with yeah. – with, uh, Yeah, so I'll no. give him that because they're going to go with a black guy for this Green Lantern. So now his now his chance is increased by 1%. Yeah. He'll get it He'll get it before Seth Rogen gets it. How about that? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> but um, shit, gentlemen, it's been a, a pleasure to have you – both here collectively. I had you here individually or whatever. Those shows are in the archives for people to go back and listen to. Um, but before you go, let everybody know where they can find you both on social media collectively and individually. You go first, Kevin. Uh, well, you can find me, Kevin Israel, at kevinisrael.com. I normally would have my calendar up there with all my uh, all my shows, but it is absolutely barren. Uh, hopefully, if everything goes right, Kevin Goatee and I will be on a show together in July. Yes, end of July. 
end of July. Hopefully the world will come back together so we can do that. It's actually in Long Beach Island, which we're Kev, we should totally go to Fantasy Island. <laughs> it's gonna be I'm sure it's gonna be closed, but yeah. Oh, that's right. We we definitely have a date of chicken in the egg. That's oh, for goddamn no sure. No doubt. Um so yeah, if you can find it on my website, you can get my uh, album The Struggle is Real everywhere you buy. You can get audio shit, iTunes and whatnot. And Kevin Israel on all social media. KevinGoatee.com for, I don't know why, no movies about, <laughs> no NFL picks to give, no stand-up dates. Just do it for my ego. But more importantly, guttingthesacredcow.com is up, and I've been adding blog posts while we've been talking of our our list of 10 of copy and paste. I'm doing that right now. Guttingthesacredcow.com also for your uh, merch needs. We have a merch store up. That's right, hats, shirts, mugs. Oh, Christ. Whatever. Red shirts. Tote bags. Hoodies with our lovely faces on it. You can get a, a guttingthesacredcow.com. You can see us uh, in all the places we are, which, of course, Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google, Spotify, and YouTube. All those links are on guttingthesacredcow.com. So if you're not an iPhone fan or iTunes fan, hey, don't worry. If you got everywhere else under the sun covered, give that a look. And if you haven't done so, please follow us on social media, GTSC Podcast on Twitter, Gutting the Sacred Cow, Facebook, and Instagram. If you'd be so kind on those said uh, podcast platforms, just give us a quick two-sentence review and five stars. This shit is dumb, and but we needed to kind of... You know, climb up the algorithm <laughs> and bonus and not and definitely bonus is the oh god damn what was I gonna say the last thing was I was gonna shout out ah, rat farts. Uh, well, that's enough. Gutting the sacred cow. New episodes Friday night, Saturday morning, whenever I get around to it. But uh, subscribe and check that out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gonna take the office space pictures and put it on your shirts and stuff. <laughs> I just added that this week. Good catch on you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. damn right at the store you can get that at the uh store now so there you go very well <laughs> so you've already uh taken advantage of the policy of uh every guest that's been on the show the door is always open for you to come back to shoot the shit which we've done for a, a little bit now and um promote your things and you know just keep us all abreast of what you got going on i appreciate you gentlemen's time and once again thank you for joining us Thanks for having us, Ron. Appreciate for having us. Thank you so much for the opportunity. All right. We are clear, gentlemen. Wow. That was uh, not not a structured, but more of – that was a fantastic conversation because it just went so many different ways. <laughs> and I, usually I need I, – I do structure with this shit just because. But now it, it was so fucking organic. I'm like, nah, man. This is great. We're just going to roll and, you know, we – Circle the goddamn globe when it came to different cool topics, old yeah. school arcade games, Nintendo fucking films, and and uh, and bang and and, uh, and pussy. You know, doesn't yeah. get better than that. That, that. That's the that's the the thing with the random rounds with Robbie. It just goes wherever it goes. It just happens. It it, it certainly was random, but it was certainly entertaining in the, in our journey. That is for damn sure. I tell, yes. you, I tell you what. I mean, I I I usually. Have some. The only thing that is formatted about the show is the intro that I normally do that y'all have heard um, when y'all was here individually. But originally, when I first started, you know, just, just starting to talk to different people and everything, that's how this show would be. I turn on the recorder and we just start general conversation, just fill each other out and just keep going. They'd be like, So when are we going to start the show? I was like, Dog, we've been recording for like 30 minutes now. We just keep going. 
Uh, you do it. You do it good. I've heard. You know, I've heard people do it well, and I've heard people do it very badly. And when it's bad, it's very bad. Yes. And it's usually bad, but not in this case. This is a fucking well-oiled machine. So kudos to you. I appreciate yeah. that very much. Um, do do you have a, like a star rating or anything on your thing? Yeah, on iTunes especially. No, we have the no, no, stars. No, no, no. I'm talking about on your show, like like for movies and everything. Oh no, we give we give one to ten. So we, we kind of do it. We do it two different ways. You know, after all of our segments, we then have uh, Kevin will give his notes, or I'll give my notes, and then I'll give a number. Kevin, the other, you know, Israel or me will give uh, his notes or their notes, and then he'll uh, give a number. And at the end, the last question we ask is, did he gut or she gut the sacred cow? And then we debate if they did, and usually we uh, we agree if they did or did not. All right, so if you can give a, a number rating for your guest experience, what, what would I get today? Would I, would I get gutted, or how, how'd, I, how'd I do? Uh, your I guest experience that, was quite an lovely, thank you. I would give you a solid nine. Oh, sweet, so I'm better than um, old girl we was talking about a little while ago. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely better than Chrissy Metz, that's for goddamn sure. Oh, yeah, and I've had less kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Yeah. Once again, um, I appreciate your time. Um, stay safe as best as you can. Keep growing that yeah. that that lovely beard over there that I cannot grow oh, myself. Coming. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, you stay safe too, man. Thanks again for the opportunity. Always love chatting with you, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, again, to make sure you tag us when it comes out. We'll be glad to uh, reshare and retweet and all that good shit. Yes, sir. Take all care. Right. All right. Good night. Bye. And that was Dose Kevons. From the Gutting the Sacred Cow podcast, both whom I've had on the show individually, and it was great to have them together to form uh, Megatron, I guess, Voltron. I, I, they had some umbrage with some of my old school references and everything whenever um, we was doing the show. <laughs> so um, once again, like I said, great to have them. And dude, I mean, that was just a trip down memory lane, just talking about uh, different video games and you know, th- th- that's what you look for sometimes. You know, when you're just having a, a general conversation with, you know, lovely individuals. And, and man, you should see the other Kevin, the, the Israelite, <laughs> uh, with his lovely mane of hair and beard that he is sporting on freaking Twitter all over the place. And it's making me insanely jealous and everything. But um, it was great talking with him once again. And man, I am loving this new setup that I got going on right here. I got both of my monitors going i am rendering a video right now that i recorded earlier today with uh, my guest mike davenport he uh runs the twitter account of at marvel underscore mmo he has concocted a full mmo marvel universe game you can go to his uh website at the as at you know www dot the Marvel Universe Online.com. I believe I said that right. And you can see his whole vision and plan, and it's all there. It's a handbook. Uh, the Everything that you would need to play this game, he has already mapped it out and is there on the website. And it's just amazing. I got to talk with him earlier. Um, like I said, I am recording this episode right now while I'm rendering a video. This is unprecedented. This is unheard of. This is shit that I could have not done like last month before I finished this whole project and got the computer built and 
all this other bullshit, and it's blowing my fucking mind. Dude, you just don't understand. For t- for over 10 years, I've been reduced to a shitty laptop. I mean, granted, that whole 10-year span, the laptop wasn't shitty. It just got progressively shittier over time. And then to start this podcast right off the bat with a shitty freaking laptop that progressively got worse over the four-year span of more of the show and to come to this 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 ah it's just it's, it's killing me right now with joy like i'm looking at i got my stream deck right here and it's displaying the um, percentage of the cpu that i'm using right now to run everything to edit this and record this episode right now as i speak and to edit and render this video right now is only using 25% well 28% of my CPU right now and that's mind blowing I couldn't do two things at once when I was um, using the freaking MacBook the 2012 MacBook Pro that I had to run this whole operation and everything which I mean I gradually stepped up but at the same time I stepped back at the same time (laughs) Because when I started the show originally, I was doing this on an iPad mini with a USB microphone. So, I mean, that's uh, cumbersome in itself. Then I upgraded to the laptop once I got the mixer and everything and all that crap. So, I took a step ahead, more computing power. But at the same time, the computer was deteriorating and shit. So, I took two steps forward two steps back we get together it's opposites attracting you man i'm showing my age right now (laughs) but i don't know i'm just geeking out over this whole goddamn thing man and i'm just um discovering new things because i was getting real in the mixer the um online gaming platform that uh microsoft put out but they're closing that shit down at the end of july and now everybody is kind of defaulting over to the other three platforms, but mainly Twitch. So Twitch, Facebook gaming, and uh, YouTube is like they, they hold the ground right now for people who are producing content for games and, you know, whatever you use uh, those platforms for. Because I know Twitch is not you know, relegated to just video games and everything, which is their bulk majority of the people that use it but there's other people that they got people DJing on there they doing sets nightly on on there they got people doing vlogs and TV shows all on Twitch and whatnot. and there's major companies like you know there's a wrestling company on there and uh, like uh, what's that uh, AAA and CMLL and Impact Wrestling they're all streaming their content on Twitch so I mean it's a it's a vast freaking platform but you know it's majority gamers and shit so i'm falling into that thing i got this new setup i'm trying to figure out how to get everything jiving and coalescing together and whatnot and i'm just making up words as they come to my head i've been drinking some more that jamaican rum i'm getting down to the lower third of the bottle and <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna miss it you know i don't know when my co-worker is gonna go to jamaica again and bring me back some jamaican rum but i'm enjoying it while i got it and everything but yeah, this 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 whole little setup in here is blowing my fucking mind right now. I'm supposed to be playing Xbox, but me and my wife got into watching the Cosby Show. She 
bought the whole box set and she's just going through season by season, episode by episode, watching the Cosby show. Now I know what you may be thinking. Bill Cosby has done some deplorable shit in the past and he's paying for his crimes right now in prison in his old age and whatnot. But that doesn't make the content that he produced back in the day, you know, any less entertaining. And at the same time, you know, she's introducing the Cosby show to my nine year old and she is in love with Cliff Huxtable. But she doesn't know anything about Bill Cosby. So that's going to be an interesting conversation later on down the line when she delves into them facts and whatnot. But, it's, you know, I'm, I'm watching it with her. You know, I pop in and out. And it's just the shit is funny. It's timeless. And it's like it's still relevant. Some of the stuff that was touching on then today. And it's freaking crazy. So, yeah. I'm watching Bill Cosby. You know, I I, feel, I still feel weird watching and knowing what I know now. And it's the same thing when I watch, I mean, not now watch, um, listen to R. Kelly music. He made some music that shaped and molded my younger years. Rela- uh, you know, relationships and, you know, the TP2, TP3 albums, uh, the Chocolate Factory album, those three albums were in my rotation back in the day you know dating and all kind of crazy things and everything before i met miss b rob and whatnot now i have fond memories of those albums but the man behind the music is doing some other crazy shit and it's just i got my ipod with my phone on shuffle in the truck and then the r kelly song come on and i almost reach up to the dial to press the next tab so i can skip the song because i know what i know and then i'm just like fuck it man it's just music you know i ain't touting the guy and whatever he is a musical talent even though he has his shortcomings and going on (laughs) but hey man it's whatever i'm not bumping down i-45 with the windows down jamming you know the chocolate factory album or nothing like that you know it's just some private shit that i do you know but you know i don't know i don't know how i'm supposed to feel about that anyway I hope you enjoyed the episode. I I thoroughly enjoyed re-listening to this. I forgot that I didn't give an intro to this show or anything like that. We just kind of got straight into the conversation once I got the recording and everything set up. But as you all know, you can find me on Twitter at 3RShow. And you can find me on Instagram at The3RShow. The interview with Mike Davenport, you know, as I said, is rendering right now. Once it's done, it'll be popping up on the YouTube channel. So search 3R Show on Twitter and you'll be able to, uh, Twitter, psh, YouTube, and you'll be able to find that um, video content. His audio episode will be out later. But when I get the video in and I can edit it, I try to typically get those out before the uh, audio podcast because, you know, I kind of stack them and I'll be sitting on them for a while and shit. So I got content on the YouTube page right now that I haven't even put those episodes out yet. So you're getting a visual and audio preview of episodes to come here in the future. So check it out with Sabrina Fowler and uh, freaking goddamn Winchester, Josh Winchester of uh, the CCC podcast, the culture cos was cosplay culture and comics or comics culture. I get the C's mixed up. It's those three things. But it's not in that particular order. But he, I remember the triple C's. 
Anyway, so you can find me on all those different places. If you want to find different ways that you can help support this podcast and help it grow, you can go to randomrob.com. I got merchandise on there. You can uh, rock a cool T-shirt, a hat, a beanie, coffee mug, all the things and the proceeds go to the show and to make it a little bit better. I have reservations about my Patreon because I'm I'm horribly lacking on there and I feel funny about giving away my content, but it's just another way to support. There's only a dollar tier on there. And if you want some extra crazy shit, you can go up to $10. There's only a dollar and $10. So a dollar a month, you can pledge to the show and help it grow. And I would very much appreciate that. Or instead of doing a dollar a month, which comes out to $12 a year, you can buy a t-shirt for $18. And that's over a year's worth of pledge that you would have done to the patreon so you know i take a one-time bump up right up front and if you just want to donate cash hell i got cash app on there i got paypal on there you can just donate like that and then you use my amazon links they're all on randomrob.com but the most important thing that i can't stress enough the most important way that you can help support this podcast and any other podcast that you listen to is by sharing liking freaking Putting those reviews in whatever platform that has a review system like Apple iTunes. I mean, uh, I Apple iPods. I pod that I'm dying. Get the horns on. Them. But yeah, you just put those reviews in. Share with a friend. Make them listen. Download the auto download on their fucking phone. Take it away from them and do it and just have my episode download in the background. They ain't even got to listen to it. Just do what you can to help support this podcast and any other podcast you listen to and that's the free way you can do it monetarily is fun but if you're not getting the word out there and it's just circulating through the same three people that listen every week which i love and appreciate you know we're not getting really getting anywhere but with that being said i hope you enjoyed the show and i'll see you next time